0: What up, Sack City? Thanks for following wherever you download your podcasts. You want to see what this city has to offer? Join us live on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button for the best NFL content on the interwebs. Sack City, baby!
1: to another edition of the sack city podcast i'm your host the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy the reigning and the defending the undisputed somewhat and losing somewhat and losing the heavyweight <laughs> valedictorian of the show he is aj johnson and below us we have the smoothest voice in sports casting good old dylan kearns It is a beautiful June 13th evening here in the city. Episode 41 is about to kick off. We have more fantasy coverage that uh, really is going to help you win your leagues this year. You're not going to want to be anywhere else but the city to uh, to get your information, to get your knowledge, to get your fantasy fix, to help you get those trophies. Uh, I just wanted to note I was trying to be as loud and obnoxious for this intro only because my wife is on the phone with I don't know who it is. But I was hoping that she could hear me from all the way into this in the office. So I'm really hoping that that it came across as that. Uh, but AJ, I have to go to you first because I'm obligated. I signed a contract to go to you first after our phone call earlier this afternoon. How are you this evening? How goes it? it How goes it?
0: It goes, sir. It ah, goes. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> ah. it, is a very, it is a very happy Monday, uh, you know, and that's a good thing because it's not very often you will hear me say It's a happy Monday because I have conformed to the American way of Monday suck. Um, So, you know, I woke up today thinking that, but I was like, today's not that day. I'm going to make the best out of today. I had a good weekend, got to enjoy some family. I did not get to enjoy you guys. I actually didn't get to talk to you guys much. I was nonstop. So I'm glad you all got it going. You helped out the soon to be, hopefully, third valedictorian of the show with this stuff all weekend. I apologize. (laughs) I couldn't be there for you, Dylan, but. From what I've oh, seen, good? it look pretty good. Look pretty good, you know. Um, and then on top of that, there's a very solid chance. There's this uh, this sport, this team that plays on the ice.
1: Dylan, how are you today, buddy? <laughs> I'm, not yeah, I'm, it. I'm not doing. No, it no. I'm not there's doing today. I'm not doing it today. There's a team that today. plays on
2: the ice called the Tampa I'm not Bay not doing Lightning who are going to the third straight Stanley Cup, Mister Ranger fan. How's it feel? How does the elimination <sighs> feel, kid?
0: It's, it feels fine the rangers
2: were playing with house money we don't have to we don't have to talk about it too much
0: we don't have to talk i about was it. gonna be super nice and respectful by the way you you weren't super so nice you know. and
1: super respectful on saturday night so i so i am returning the favor All and giving you a big womp, hold on womp. pause and i know <laughs> this may stray away fans and this may upset people that i'm going this hard and saying this but f- you <laughs> Whoa!
0: Yeah, wow. You know said what? It. I said. Hey, it. You know what? You can say another line too. Fassy is better. He's.
1: I'm not going to get into it The a clown who doesn't know anything about (laughs) hockey. Uh, We've got a great show ahead of us, though. We're talking fantasy football uh, this evening. But I have a question that I want to start off with. Normally, we do top stories, and I didn't really see enough top stories out there that I really wanted to dive into. But there was a question on my mind that came up last week when we were talking about what we're doing. Like, AJ, you were talking about how once the NBA finals are over, I don't know if you're talking about on the show or if it was off the show. But you're talking about once there. the NBA finals and once the Stanley Cup finals are over, you th- there's nothing really you like to watch. Obviously, the there's disrespect of no baseball is no not sports. really there's a lot. It's, it's tough to watch <laughs> baseball. But my question right now is to the and for you and for everybody watching at home, what do you guys do to kind of to take over your time while there's not football on? <laughs> what are you doing? Obviously, the <laughs> NBA finals, Stanley Cup finals over. What are you doing? AJ, go ahead.
0: So luckily for me, I am so versed in basketball that it's about a week or so, and then the NBA draft is there, and then it's about a week or so, and then the NBA Summer League, which for the last three years have actually been very impressive. So I've been able to stay up with some basketball during that time. Gets me away from watching nine innings of some sport that's super slow. Uh, They don't even let them juice anymore. Like, come on. Uh, And then, you know, once the Summer League's over and it gets quiet, that's the best time to catch up on your Netflix and Amazon Prime shows. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is great if you haven't seen it. I'd watch that. Uh, it's <laughs> still about about October, you know, and then I'll uh, I'll watch some some other sports.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, when hockey know. and and yeah. basketball are back in October, <laughs> that's what it is, and college football is going on. Yeah, there's your other there's the that's, other sport that's. in college football. Uh, Dylan, defend baseball, and then we can get into Nick our, our fantasy Johnson. talk here
2: mr johnson you've lost your mind nba summer league miss poppins vacation or whatever you said <laughs> that, <laughs> doesn't <Poppins> take, vacation. <laughs> that doesn't take the cake man i mean you're watching i mean the mlb all-star game's fun to watch the home run derby like there's there's certain times throughout the summer i mean what's more american i'll steal the line from will ferrell he said it himself Nothing's more American than on the 4th of July sitting around eating hot dogs and watching a bunch of international players take over the game of baseball and it's make magic on a field. And that's what happens. I mean, there's so much talent in that sport and it's a lot of fun to watch. It's relaxing. You don't have the high pressure of, Oh my gosh, Stanley cup playoffs. My adrenaline's up to here. I'm about to explode. Oh my gosh. And then, Oh, let's relax. Let's watch some baseball. Let's get some action on a, on a late night giants, Dodgers, 10 PM. That, that, that's a vibe right there. It's on every day. I live day. in Florida, food, bro. You're fine. It's good.
0: I live in Florida, bro. If I'm gonna relax, I'm finding a beach or a pool and I'm kicking back with something nice, cold on a table next to me and chilling out. That's relaxing. If I want to go to sleep early, I'll turn on some baseball.
1: I like, I do, <laughs> I do enjoy the, uh, the summertime baseball fall asleep game and the Mets yeah. are doing good. <laughs> Uh, for a longer period of time now. That's, so I'm like, I'm true. actually start like, really, I'm, I'm 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 happy. But I know that
0: Yankees and Mets are first in their leagues right now, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Mets. Yeah. The Mets are the second best team in baseball. The number one team in the National League right now, which is great. I uh, wait until August comes around and September rolls around. Then I'll really start being invested in the Mets if they are doing good. But we will table that and no, get into on. our fantasy
2: football. Oh, boy. Hold on. I wanted to bring up a point here for a second. Um, I know it's funny you guys roast me about baseball, AJ, basketball, Vinny, hockey. Like, they all got – we all we all come together and do football here because we're all well-versed in that sport. But it, for? It, just think, if, ba- if it wasn't for baseball, I'm not brought to you guys. If it wasn't for basketball, AJ's not brought to us. If it's not for hockey, Vinny's not brought to – we're not all brought together. If it wasn't for football, Aaron's not here. Like, we all have our own sport, and we all love football – but we're not put together. We we're not brought to full sale. We're not brought to where we are. We're we we do not know each other if it wasn't for our respected sports.
0: I'll say this. I did go to full sale with basketball in mind. So that, that's a fair thought. That's a fair thought. Benny just went to full sale, it looks like. I was gonna join the team, <laughs> but then I realized they didn't have athletics.
2: You thought a school with Dan Patrick's no, names no. At athletics? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey hey
1: let's start a team let's start a team all right enough of that Enough yeah, of that chatter right. uh we're gonna talk some fantasy football in just a little bit today we're breaking down the fantasy players that you must avoid and you must not draft uh with a little help of the adp finder that we've got uh we're gonna decide and let you guys know who you guys should be avoiding and all that good stuff aj i don't know how deep you listen to our show on friday uh, but I'm going to give Dylan a third try at this. Dylan went 0 for 2 on Friday with the social reads. And I know this is normally your job, but Dylan went 0 for 2 on social reads. And by 0 for 2, I mean he struck out just. Oh, Dylan, w- which is worse? Struck out swinging or struck out looking? Which is worse? Oh, he I was struck looking. out looking and he was looking. Looking, bad, looking like a fool. With the
2: base is loaded. And both I had a chance
1: times. To both I'm times okay. so here's Ooh. your chance again tell the beautiful people at home where they can follow us at you gotta go or are you just gonna are we, are you
0: are he's you gonna looking. he's still looking are you he's still striking out are you, looking are you still you're right, striking let me, let out ladies looking. and gentlemen we appreciate all the love you guys gave us at sack city pod on facebook twitter instagram youtube and tiktok if you get there you'll know that you'll find at least two more than likely three intelligent people. The fourth one, still to be named, still looking for him. we like to announce our tryouts for the fourth <laughs> member of the Sac City Pod. <laughs> must like baseball? <laughs> must be a clown shoes, bro. Actually, must hate <laughs> baseball. Don't, this- <laughs> don't come in here liking baseball. Please,
1: get out of here. Maybe that's the key.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You can find all that wonderful information at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Make sure to hit those likes, hit those follows, hit those shares, and tell somebody about the best show on the interwebs. Come be a part of the city because your boys are back in town. (laughs) Sac City Pod, baby. I feel like the old black uncle in the cookout is like, (laughs) 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 Like I told you. (laughs)
2: The (laughs) the old (laughs) knee slapper. The old knee
0: slapper.
1: That's what it is. That's okay. what it is.
2: Let's say one song. <laughs> let's, say one, let's say one rap song. Is it... Oh, not Chief Keef. It was... Aha! Uh-huh. Is that Akon? No. Aha! Um, I don't know.
1: No, I don't no. Mean, uh, I don't know. You suck. You suck tonight, Dylan. You really are just shitting the bed here tonight. Oh, thank you. Me. are really... Thank you. i How about up with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. How, about you, how, about you, how about you come up with the first person to talk about tonight because you, we're going to... I'm trying to help you out, man. I'm trying to get you stronger, okay? <laughs> You're about to graduate. You're going to have to be strong, okay? Strong on your feet. Say it chest. Dylan, huh. tell us and tell the people at home. Actually, I'll preface this before we even get any further in this. Tonight, if you guys don't specify this, I'm going to take it as this. We're not telling you guys not to draft these players at all. Like, if some of these players that we mentioned tonight fall in, like, the 12th round or, like, way below ADP, And their average draft position, for those who don't know what that means, if they're falling well below that, that's when it's okay to take some of these players. But tonight we are really basing our judgment on where these players are going right now, according to their average draft position, not telling you not to draft them and that they're completely undraftable, but saying that I'm not taking them at their ADP. Maybe there's some players that I'm not drafting at all. There's one player on my list that I'm not drafting at all. And I will get into that in a little bit. But Dylan, you're on the clock here first. Well, not on the clock. You're up first. What's the one player? Who's the one player that you are avoiding in drafts where they're going?
2: I saw a report come out today, and it kind of just affected the way I was going to go about this. But not entirely on that. It's based on how he's performed the last few years. I'm going to go Josh Jacobs here. Um, Josh Jacobs running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, obviously what he's got going on there. They're, they're approaching a potential running back by committee. A couple guys signed in there. You have Kenyon Drake, you draft a running back, you have Josh Jacobs. There's a lot of pieces there. It's a brand new offense with, guess who it is? Josh McDaniels, right? Uh, offensive coordinator from the New England Patriots comes over. He was famous for having a lot of running backs. The Jonas Gray game, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, uh, anybody would have a game, Mike Gillisley for a little while. To get, like he had everybody going through there. So, I mean, Josh Jacobs is a guy who last year had 872 yards in 15 games, right? That's a 4.0 yards per carry. Still, I guess, average, if you'd say, in that department. He caught a lot of passes last year. I don't think that'll continue this year. Usually there's a pass catching back in a Josh McDaniel system. I, I, I question that. I just would like to stay away from Josh Jacobs because I, I feel like it's going to be more of a committee than anything there in Vegas
0: yeah
1: i i that was going to be a player that i was going to put on my list as well because josh jacobs i i we talked about this on our uh dynasty startup draft on friday talking about how and obviously zamir white's not going to come in there and uh take all of his touches the first year probably won't happen but i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that they're not going to be invested in josh jacobs because what do you think what do you think about that like if If this, if they're not going to bring Josh Jacobs back next year, because they obviously declined his fifth-year option, do you think that is more of an incentive to just bury him, just to just work him to the ground and
2: then move on? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I guess I'm not I'm not going to sit on a fence and make a decision, right? You always tell me that. Yeah, Um, yep, yep. yep, yep. It does. I mean, it does give him an option there. I mean, you you could run him into the ground or you could see what you got with the other guys. I mean, Kenyon Drake's due up at the end of the year as well. I mean, they're running out of both running backs are leaving there. So um, I think it could be an option where you just ha- hammer them down. The touchdowns are still there for Josh Jacobs. I don't think that, that his goal line touches aren't going anywhere. And they're going to be in the red zone a little bit more with adding Devontae Adams. So his touchdowns are nice, but I, I I do see a scenario where they could run him into the ground. But what from what I've been hearing, it's it's running back by committee. And, I'm going to stand by what I've been hearing and what I will eventually see as opposed to believing. oh, he's in a contract year; He could potentially get the carries. They could just run him out of town. Um, I, I don't know. It, I think it uh, does
1: make sense. It does make sense to have that Josh McDaniels system that like where they use multiple running backs. And like I would not surprise me that that's why he would, was on my list as well. Uh, sorry, AJ, go ahead.
0: No, you're good. You're good. I, I think you're right with the fact that it's a running back by committee, but I think you're wrong to be so afraid of it because it's not just, it's not one of those what? like, Oh, injury. Stop. Chill. Listen I'm to chilling. the words. I'm listen chilling. to the words. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> I'm calm, chilling. Calm. I'm, vibing. I'm chilling. I'm vibing. <laughs> My name, it's not I'm one of here. those, like, we're not talking pitch count here. Josh McDaniels is still going to go with the hot hand. So if Josh Jacobs is running crazy, he's not going to go, Oh, well, you've had 15 runs get off the field. No, he's going to keep running him because he's gaining yards. He's gaining. he's getting scores. He's getting first downs. He's going to run with the hot hand. Now, where you were wrong is Kenyon Drake is going to be their goal line guy. He's had some of the most the most goal line handles since he was in Arizona, and when he came over to spell Josh Jacobs the same year. So Kenyon Drake's gonna be that guy. And your third running back by committee, your your guy that he brought from uh the Patriots is gonna be Brandon Bolden. What I'm saying is yes, you're not gonna get the touches of you know, 20 touches a game or something like you were seeing from him uh, his first and second season. But I don't think you're looking at 10 or 11 touches a game for Josh Jacobs. I think he's still going to be a very solid running back one, running back two, probably. uh, And someone that you can get. Now, I I give you the fact that you probably shouldn't be getting him in the first five rounds or something of that nature. But as you said, just uh, or as uh, as Vinny said, we're not saying don't draft these people. If Josh Jacobs falls around the back end of the fifth, the sixth, seventh round, grab him be happy about it because he's still going to give you the value that you're going to get from a rb2 or a very very high-end flex
1: yep yep so i'm gonna play. we're gonna probably play. we're gonna play this this type of game all night long after you guys have told mm-hmm. me who you have selected well maybe most of the night dylan josh jacobs or so these are the players that josh jacobs is going ahead of josh jacobs or james connor
2: oh <laughs> Told myself in 18, I'd never draft. Con- hey, I'll go, Connor.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Josh Jacobs or uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You have been very Ezekiel known Elliott. on this show to your words were that. Ezekiel Elliott was done. Your words, yeah. exactly. Yeah, done.
2: But I know it's the right
0: word.
1: Okay, o- okay, all right. Oh, so Josh uh, Jacobs
0: is more done than Ezekiel
2: Elliott. Got it. No, it's a new system. Last, it's weird.
1: Last one for ADP Josh Jacobs or Rashad Penny
2: oof oof i'm flipping a coin on draft day
1: okay okay so josh jacobs right now to let everyone know josh jacobs is the rb the rb 16 off the board he's going in the third round uh yeah he's going oh god the third round great wow. for josh jacobs i don't i don't like that at all bob i don't that's, like that that's at too all high for
0: me right yeah. this year yeah. he's overall 33rd uh, hey,
1: hey. player off the board
0: I'll say this, though, and I guess I'll ask you guys too. like this is I mean, we're in June. You know, most people really start getting going like strong come end of July, beginning of August. You know, we'll have training camp stories. We'll have a little bit more. How much do you expect what we're thinking about today to fluctuate come August?
1: I think with with Josh Jacobs, what we're thinking about today is going to just stay all the way through until we see it on the field because it's, and, and to me, when I was, I, like I said, I was going to have Josh Jacobs on my list and the Josh McDaniels thing is a huge, is, is huge to me because we've seen his track record with running backs. He does like that RBC, that running back by committee. Although Damian Harris has proven to be a good running back and a serviceable running back in fantasy Mm -hmm. under that Josh McDaniel system. I just don't know how much I trust it. I think the only thing that would give me hope is that fact that he isn't his last year and they could run, they could go the route of running him to the ground. But that this problem, what we're talking about now, I feel like is going to go until you you uh you see him on the field and the way Josh McDaniel's uses him.
2: Yeah, I mean the only thing the only thing that would keep me would change my mind would be a potential injury in that backfield, and even if it's a oh, mere, yeah. white, mere White, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't question. Like I'd still be afraid. Now, if it's Kenyon Drake, I might get a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe there is some more value for Josh Jacobs, but still. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would I would start looking for Josh Jacobs if if Josh Jacobs fell to like the fifth round, that's when I'd start looking at who's there and saying okay, Josh Jacobs or a shot on somebody else or Josh Jacobs or or this and that. Um, but I want I'm going to slide in next here though just because I see Sherm dropped in the chat. Obviously, he's a big Eagles guy. He says Miles Sanders stay away. Hurts AJ Devontae Smith will take away from touchdown opportunities. This leads into my. Uh, guy to stay away from and i honestly i don't i don't know if i draft him at all amongst tight ends it's dallas goddard i think with the and this is almost stupid analy- like a layup analysis here you have the addition of aj brown you have Devontae smith going into another year and you have jalen hurts the style of quarterback jalen hurts is i think this is a layup to say i'm avoiding Uh, Dallas Goddard where he is being drafted right now I did come up with a list of the and for you guys to be able to look at of the players that are being drafted behind Dallas Goddard Zach Ertz Dawson Knox the Muth is loose Mike Kosicki Hunter Henry these guys are all being drafted behind Dallas Goddard I would take I think I would take all of the aside from Mike Kosicki I think I would rather have all of these guys over Dallas Goddard and that might be a strong take I don't know I just think that Dallas Goddard's role is going to be and his targets are going to be way less. And you look at his ADP, like I said, he is being drafted ahead of those guys in that round where he is going. I'm literally looking at other pieces and I'd rather save my investment there and go with another positional player rather than a Dallas Goddard, because in the round Dallas Goddard is going, let's take a look here and see just for shits and giggies. Dallas Goddard's going around. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, there you go, champ. Uh, Dallas Goddard, 78th. He's going around, the 78th pick in the draft. After that, you could get a Kareem Hunt, a Hunter Renfro, a Juju a Smith Schuster, a Devonte Smith, Tony Pollard, shot on Drake London, Rashad Bateman all these guys I would much rather have and then wait on my tight end for like a Pat Fryer move in the next round or two or a Dawson Knox or something along those lines. I am staying away from Dallas Goddard in that Philadelphia Eagles offense.
2: Yeah. I I mean, like, like it's
0: weird. It's is. I don't feel good. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't listen. I don't hate your thought process. I think it's more of a personal preference, because I, granted, they've added another weapon and a great one in AJ Brown, but Jalen Hurts looked to Dallas Goddard a lot last year and a lot down near the red zone. Now I would expect that AJ Brown will be getting his touchdowns mostly from thirty yards out. Of course, there'll be the you know seven to twelve yard out routes and. You know fades that he may get once you get closer and closer that security blanket of a big target like Dallas garden. Sometimes that's hard to ignore. And especially when you're looking at a talent like an AJ Brown, you want to double him down in the red zone. And then you want to put a linebacker on Dallas Dallas Goddard. It's going to be hard to ignore that and hard to want to take that opportunity thinking that your guy in Dallas Goddard can win. So I, I think it's more of a personal preference. Uh, and with the list you gave me, there's no way he should be going ahead of Dawson Knox or, or Pat Fryermuth. in my opinion, I think Mike is the line. And it's just because of his inconsistency with Tua and the addition of Tyree kill. Um, but other than that, the other ones on the list, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think I would go Dallas Goddard before that. Hunter Henry came on strong last season. Yeah. I don't know if I see another nine touchdown year from him because they had nothing last year and let Dylan, let Dylan tell it. J- Devonte Parker is gonna go nuts this season.
2: So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's I've heard it from a bunch of uh, Eagles fans. Uh, so Maybe that could okay. be or not. Gross. Any, fan. Gross. I, I
1: just guess. think I just think and like you like I said the line is like if I'm staring Hunter Henry down. Or not? Yeah, if I'm staring, Hunt, if it's like Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, or Dallas Goddard, I think at that point I would be going with the Dallas Goddard. But it's not even necessarily the players that are that the tight ends that are behind him. It's the players at that position. I'd rather take the value pick of a player who Dylan
2: said he'd take Kareem Hunt in the fifth round. So never Kareem, did those words come out of my mouth. I said I took Alexander Madison in the fifth round. Oh yeah, he
0: went way worse than Kareem Hunt in the fifth
2: round. You are such an idiot. You are such an
1: idiot. <laughs> this so man has
0: tripled down. So this man has tripled down on Alexander Madison in the fifth. <laughs> I, I, if you're watching, first and foremost, thank you. And if you're listening on any audio platform, wherever you get your podcast, please continue. I swear, there is smarter content than Alexander yeah. Madison in the fifth round. Jesus. We have to have.
1: <laughs> we have to have like someone not that smart at fantasy to make a, he's the duff yeah. have you ever seen the movie the duff yeah, he, with like the, oh, come the, the on. Yeah. you're the I duff of the show
2: fan. i'm fluffy <laughs> it still works i get it he,
0: he's the guy here to make the beginners feel good about playing fantasy football cuz yeah. we want all all levels of people in fantasy to join yeah, yeah. Yeah, you Jeez, yeah. that was that was a hard episode to listen to because you went on about Alexander Madison I, for like 35 minutes. T- to
1: pull the <laughs> to pull the curtain even further back. So obviously Aaron is grinding it out in his new job and and obviously he's very busy. So we're trying to figure out like clipping and, and getting stuff on YouTube. And they're like, I'm looking back through the show just so I can see like hey, let him know like what parts he can clip. And I'm like, I don't think there's a single part where we can yeah. clip of what Dylan said on Monday's show of last week like i don't sure. think there was one part uh, like you were something special although you did own aj <laughs> i can't remember the conversation but you did own aj on like a handcuffs yeah i said the word handcuffs
0: thing. i later went on and clarified what i was talking about but nobody wanted to bring that up well dylan ended up uh, shooting uh, yeah, himself in the wednesday show I'm just like, wow, I kind of wish I was there to defend everything I needed. To Dylan,
1: Dylan, like his usual self, ended up shooting himself in the foot at the end and going back on everything he said. So I digress. If you have, if you missed that show, please go check it out on all podcasting platforms and be sure to write us a review. Let us let us know how bad you think Dylan is at fantasy football. Oh, come on, uh, AJ. You. <laughs> oh, come on, man. He's like oh, Charlie yeah, Brown. On, he's like Charlie Brown on Halloween. And then all the kids go like, <laughs> I got this. I got that. I got a rock. (laughs) That's Dylan. Go ahead, AJ. Tell us who you should be avoiding in this year's year's draft.
0: All right. I am going to start with, and this is actually hard for me because, you know, I love these players. They're fantastic, and they deserve all the love in the world. But uh, I'm going to go with my guy, the running back out of Atlanta, Cordero Patterson. Great season last year, Uh, one of the breakouts (laughs) at age 31, if you can say breakout, but uh, had himself a great year and everybody was enjoying it until it came to a screeching halt. Um, At the end of last season, he just came down to the end and couldn't really put it up anymore. Uh, Finished less than double digits in his last six games uh, and then less than single digits or only in single digits in his last four games. Uh, That that attributed to a couple different things. There were a bunch of different uh, teams figuring out what they were doing with Uh, cordero patterson there wasn't a lot of extra talent around him it was basically uh cp and kyle pitts at that point in time now you're going into a season where despite what everybody wants to say there's no talent or whatever on the roster there's a lot of talent and talented players on the roster they're young and unproven the scheme that arthur smith wants to do with getting his big receivers involved uh drake london coming in this year kyle pitts taking another step forward that's going to eat into any of the play that cordero patterson has to deal with And then not to mention the drafting of Tyler Algier, uh, a rookie who's also got a lot of promise. And as we just talked about, running backs by committee are becoming a bigger thing. And you can't ignore what Tyler Algier did last season at BYU. Uh, 246 carries, over 1,600 yards and 23 touchdowns, averaging 7.1 points a carry. He's physical, he's fast, he's quick, and he's physical. His words. He wanted everybody to know he's physical. This man breaks tackles. 50 broken tackles last season. He's going to be the type of guy that is going to see carries this year. And I I liken it to the thought process of how excited we were about Javante Williams last year and how he would be getting carries to the end of the year. I expect Tyler Algier to come on that way and be splitting carries with whoever it may be, whether it's Cordero Patterson or Damian Williams. I mean, I look for Cordero Patterson and get back to being a wide receiver who can also work out of the backfield to give us more weapons on the outside than just having him line up in the backfield all the time. So I, I think his usage is going to drop and uh, that kind of worries me a little
1: bit. Well, that that's kind of the route I was going to go with is the, is is his usage in general with an offense that last year wasn't a lot of weapons on offense. This year, there's maybe one more addition, like a new weapon. And that's it. Like, so, like, to a me, Mick it's weapon. like,
2: it's, 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 what'd you say? What? There's a Mick weapon. They added a McNichols. Just, just, Did they really? Was that a thing? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, my. Yeah. Right. you, you know, missed that. I don't
0: remember them adding McNichols. No, 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 no. I didn't see
1: that. I, just thought they, I thought all they signed was linebackers and drafted linebackers. So I don't know. uh But no, yeah. but like, with, with that offense, we talk about how the, la- the lack of weapons and whether they're going to need to rely on Cordero Patterson to be making those types of plays again, to help that offense. And I like the fact that you, you brought up in the, in weeks, 14 through 18, there his struggles. Cause I mean, that's, that's, that's playoff time. That's fantasy. Yeah. That's fantasy playoff time. So that's going to leave a stink to a point where like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like, you know, how we get when you get closer and closer to draft position, ADP start like either going down or going up. Don't be surprised if Cordero Patterson's ADP just continues to drop. I I yeah. would not be surprised it, if through cha- training camp, they say they like their rookie running back more. Maybe McNichols comes out of out of nowhere and Mick weapon comes out of nowhere and it just tears it up. But don't be surprised if Cordero Patterson ends up just falling down on the ADP board right now. He is going uh, right around the 88th pick in the draft. He's going ahead of guys like Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny, drake london uh chase edmonds i mean this is aj would you rather him yeah. or michael carter uh
0: i i, I would take cordero patterson i think Brees Hall's just going to take over that backfield okay oh wow yeah. okay and, Cord- and, and cordero patterson still allows for more to have like cordero Patterson's not going to be erased you know what i mean like if yeah. he's not in the backfield he's going to get more targets on the on the outside because it's drake london it's kyle pitts Cordero Patterson. Yeah. You might look for Frank Darby once upon a time, but he didn't find any play last year. Yeah. Auden Tate might find his way in there. all right, uh, stop it. You sound like yeah, the Jaguars exactly. the last year. Nope. Let's
1: settle down. Uh, See I'm, I'm going to so, come back. Yeah. We're, we're going to mm-hmm. circle back to this in, in just, a, in just a, a just a few moments because I want to talk to you about Brees Hall. I know this is not on the show, Doc, but I want to talk to you about Brees Hall. um But where Cordero Patterson is going right now, I just I don't know where I I don't know. I don't like any of the names that are that he's ahead of. I mean, I would take a shot on a, a Michael Carter. Uh, would you take a shot on? So Cordero Patterson or missing out on Deandre Hopkins for what? Six weeks.
0: That's so tough. Cause he's being, ahead, you know he's, he's
1: being drafted ahead of, of D hop.
0: Yeah. That six weeks is hurtful. And the reason the ADP is there is because people are willing to just gamble that people will keep passing over him because six weeks is hard. There are some people who don't have the roster construction or the confidence to miss six weeks of a star player like that. Their season can damn near be over like that. So it's hard to go ahead and decide that you're going to wait six weeks on a guy like that, especially in a redraft league. Now, if you're talking keeper or something like that, I I, I might go DeAndre Hawkins, but at the same time, I may, I, and I may be missing stuff. I'm getting older. I don't think he was that impressive last year. Older. Like, like DeAndre Hopkins that we're used to. Like, I don't uh, think he was that impressive. I remember being offered trades at some point in time for D hop. And I think it was with Patterson. I want to say I turned it down, but I also think I took it in another league. So I yeah, mean, he, he didn't, I didn't have a, a great, uh, he had, he, he had, he was
1: 60, 60% of his games were quality starts, which is more than eight points. Um. So he had oh, he had quality starts
2: than, Hopkins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. D Hop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. i yeah, right, yeah. you know saying?
2: Like twelve weeks he gets at fifty. Eleven weeks he get.
1: Yeah, that would be. We tough. also he had,
2: missed what four weeks.
1: Yeah, he had five. He had five games where he had more than thirteen point seven points. So he had more than five games of great, of great qual, of great starts. Um. But I do get what you're saying there, Dylan. Let me ask you this question: Are you on? First, are you on board with with what AJ was saying with, with Cordero Patterson?
2: Yes. I, I not necessarily the whole Altier's taking over the backfield. I think that's a little far-fetched. But um I think well, it's my to- words. I said he would yeah. get carries and become in, a and part in, of the yeah. backfield. Mm-hmm. Take over? No. Yeah. Come on
0: now. Go on. So yeah. let me so I'm let me ask you this question because
1: before the show, I remember maybe maybe it was Friday's show, because we did I pretty sure we did draft James Robinson in our Dynasty League startup. Yeah. James Robinson's obviously coming off of injury. We don't know if he starts the season or if he comes back or what whatever happens with him. He's being drafted behind Cordero Patterson. Are you okay? You're Cordero Patterson over J Rob? Nope. nope. I'm going J then, Rob. Wow. Okay. So that's very if far. He's that's, ready for
2: week one. If he's ready for week one, take him.
1: Okay. Okay. Because J Rob right now is at the
2: 113th pick of the draft. Everyone's, being, look, look, Travis Etienne's wow. is not going to be the bell cow. And Snoop Connor is not going to take over that backfield. Hey, man, don't be disrespecting Snoop. Don't be disrespecting (laughs) Snoop, okay? Don't be disrespecting Snoop. All right, but but now that
1: we're talking about the younger running backs, I can travel back to this point, AJ, with Brees Hall. You said you are you're higher on Brees Hall, and you're like, okay, he's gonna take over that backfield. Brees Hall's ADP right now is the 43rd player off the board the RB 22. Wow. He's being drafted right now. And this is, we talked about this on Friday. Aaron is not, Aaron hates the Brees hall, like overdraft. He thinks he's being overdrafted. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. Maybe you give a different perspective uh, on this. He's so 43rd overall. So he's being drafted as the RB 22 ahead of guys like Darren Waller, Travis Etienne, Terry McLaurin, uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Hollywood Brown, are you okay with that value of of Brees Hall right now? Or cause I know you said that you're you think he's gonna take over the backfield. That might not mean that you're okay though, taking him as the RB twenty two.
0: Forty third overall is hard. Like that. I mean, you're talking you're talking about a firm uh running back two in That's the RB2. NFL yep. in fantasy for that. Uh, You know, just at the back end, but he's he's slot in there. That's the shiny new toy complexion. You know, you got this guy who was a standout bell cow running back, broke records in college. And now he's coming into the NFL and fantasy players love the shiny new toy. They all want to get ahead of the curve and grab that best rookie running back to have him right away. I think that's what that is. I agree that that's too high because you don't know what he's going to get. And I, when I say take over the backfield, I don't know that I mean day one. Yeah. I mean, like, I think he has to show it through the first about four weeks of the of the season, unless his first two games are just gangbusters. And and I don't know if that's the case. What we saw from Michael Carter last year is not all his fault. Yeah. That entire team had a lot of trials and tribulations, but obviously that staff didn't see enough because Brees Hall was taken into the second round, yeah. you know, like early, ready to go. So, um Forty third overall is a little higher than I expected, but I I meant more. You'd be very happy to have him on your team at the end of the season. How about
1: how about ten picks later at fifty three? I uh, my my computer. Uh, I will apologize for this glitch. My computer uh, switched it over re, or like refreshed it and switched it over to. I had an AJ uh, problem with technology and switched it over to standard scoring in PPR scoring. He's being taken as the fifty third player off the board ahead of guys like Kyler, Mike Williams, Clyde. Uh, Hollywood, AJ Dillon, Damian Harris. Ugh. Are you taking? Yeah. Eh.
0: See, so so here's the funny thing. I'm okay with that, in the thought process of that's what's that's what's his ADP is demanding. Like, if you are in on Brees Hall, if you want Brees Hall, that's where you're gonna have to get him because he's not gonna come back around at that point. Where we're sitting today yeah and, and that's kind of because you're talking that is talking like the front end of a new round so if you're drafting there by the time you come back you're talking almost a full two rounds and then i doubt he will be there because he is still talented enough and so you you're still hoping a lot on potential and what the possibility that he can do in this new offense is going to be yeah but i think it's another great weapon added to a bunch of solid weapons that they've put on this offense so i expect him to be able to produce because there's so many I know it sounds weird, but there's so many options. Like, you know, if you're like, oh man, Elijah Moore's killing us, let's go, let's go get him. Then it's Garrett Wilson. Oh no, Garrett Wilson's killing us. Let's go get him. And it's Brees Hall. Like, I mean, like there's just so you you, you have to it's a pick your poison scenario, and Brees Hall is a very potent poison. Yep.
2: I hear a lot of rookies there. Lots of rookies. Elijah Lots. Moore's not a
0: rookie. And Garrett Wilson is going to be a boss. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Garrett Wilson Garrett Wilson is an NFL wide receiver, bro. Darren Wilson is an yeah. NFL wide receiver. I have no yeah. doubt in my Actually mind about that.
2: Speaking, he was drafted by the Jets. He is an NFL wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot.
1: Well, one of the players as the head of Brees Hall is. I'm hoping the next player Dylan is going to bring up as a player to avoid. So who you got, got Dylan? You. I
2: got you. Uh, let's go, Elijah Mitchell here. Elijah Mitchell. It's not necessarily that it's the guy himself because he's a talented running back. It's the dreaded head coach who's a great head coach, but not towards fantasy football. It's Kyle Shanahan. And the way he's used his running backs the last few years, I mean, just ridiculous. A brand new rushing leader every single year since he's been there since 17, right? And you still have Jeff Wilson, who led the team in 2020, still on the roster. You bring in, you drafted Ty- Tyreon Davis Price, you drafted Trey Sermon last year, you got your Michael Hasty, a couple rookies going on there as well, right? So there's a lot of pieces in this backfield. And I'm not saying Elijah Mitchell is going to be an absolute bust. I'm just saying it seems every single year Kyle Shanahan wants to screw fantasy owners. And right when you think you have the guy, whether, oh, let's get Raheem Mostert, not so quite, not quite so fast. Um, There's just constant moving up and down on this roster when it comes to who's going to be the leading rusher. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, And he hasn't done it yet to where he's repeated. And I, I question if he does it again this year. Dylan, you don't like the RBCs, is what it is.
1: This is what it's coming down to. No,
2: who does? What fantasy Yeah, let's draft not a bell
0: cow. How? But how many bell cows are left in the NFL at this point? There's not not as as many as there used to be, man. Like a lot of teams have gone to RBCs, and a lot of teams will still have the. Of course, they'll have their leading rusher. There'll be a solid, There'll be a clear cut difference in the amount of carries that one gets. But it's not the same as, like, here's a running back who's taking 80% of the snaps on the season, 85% of the snaps, and then we use this guy. Like, that's not how they do it anymore because they can use him, and then they can use the other weapon that changes the pace, and then as they get closer to the end of their contract, sure, maybe they get another 60, 70 carries on the extra season than they would the time before. They're just – you're how not does, getting Derrick Henry in every single backfield.
1: How does how does Trey Lance play into this? Does he – does with his rushing ability – Does that play into this at all? I
0: think it does play into this. I think the fact that uh, Trey Lance is known as a mobile quarterback is going to, you know, they're going to run some options. He's going to take the chance to grab the ball and take off running with it because his instincts are going to kick in. It's that fight over flight. So there's going to, I think there'll be designed runs, kind of like when Colin Kaepernick was there and was a mobile quarterback, obviously a completely different scheme, head coach and everything, but you don't ignore that type of talent. So I don't think he's going to be leading rusher stature or or anything like that, but obviously going to be taking carries away from an Eliza Mitchell as well. He's not involved in the passing game pretty at, at all, really
1: uh, in that, in that offense as well. So that's, that's a big, a big thing. If you're losing and the, the reason why I asked you that question was with Trey Lance was with the rushing ability that Elijah Mitchell has. If you're losing touches now to Trey Lance, along with everybody else in that backfield that you're going to be giving touches to, He's not involved in the passing game at all, really. The concern has to be there with Elijah Mitchell. Uh, he's going. Let's see where Elijah Mitchell is going in PPR. He's going a- ahead of uh, Brees Hall. I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, let's see Elijah Mitchell, forty seventh off the board, going a- ahead of Travis Etienne, uh, Brees Hall, Kyler. The, pretty much the same the same thing. So AJ, which who would you rather have, Elijah Mitchell or a Brees Hall?
0: I do, I'm, I do. I do. I'm, yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna take Brees Hall just for the. I believe. I believe exactly what Dylan said. I mean, we haven't seen the same running back take off in that backfield in a while. We always thought it was gonna be Raheem Mostert, but he was Raheem Mostert. so uh, <laughs> couldn't really count on him. And there's just there's too many names <laughs> that get to run. So uh, I would take Brees Hall, who's really only fighting one other person. Tevin Coleman's only there when there's injury or they want to do something but- quick screen out the backfield. And even Brees Hall can do that.
1: But but I, see, I think I would take Elijah Mitchell over Brees Hall, to be honest. And I, I think I don't know how much. I don't like writing off Michael Carter, to be completely honest, like like he's not going to be involved. We saw last season, obviously, Michael Carter went down. They still used a lot of running backs in New York. Tevin Coleman did get some work. Ty Johnson got some work. Uh, Michael Carter got some like all the But. All these guys, they did get the work, whether it be because of injuries or not, most they're still being used. And if you were to look at it, so who's Elijah Mitchell's backup, Dylan?
2: I'd probably say Davis Price.
1: So would Davis Price or Michael Carter? Who's the better running back?
2: Michael Carter.
1: So so there is more of a threat to Brees Hall than there is and Elijah and Mitchell Michael
2: Carter's a starting running back day one.
1: But no, I, no, I, I'm not. I, not even if he's I'm the starting running back. Yeah, yeah, not even if he's the starting running back. If for for your taking, if to take Brees Hall, and I get it, the ceiling on Brees Hall is is, is higher. But I think maybe he's a rookie, so we don't we don't
2: actually know that. You don't. We don't know that. We don't know. You I know, know that. Oh, I
1: know. I know that. Okay,
2: okay, is this a Royce Freeman again? AJ, is it? Is it? Is it, who is? I mean, let's go. Let's. There's bust every single year. Royce Freeman? No, I'm just Where kidding. do you get no, Brees no, Hall and Royce fourth, fourth Freeman in the round, same right. every damn Every year sentence. there's rookies. Every freaking year yes. there's a rookie that's overvalued in that area. Factual. That, yeah, is, a, that is a year. stated
0: fact. There's a rookie. There's a draft every year. Let, you are correct. Tarion Johnson,
2: <laughs> always
1: a fourth rounder. Let's get him. So, so now that I got Dylan on the against Brees Hall train, Dylan, which would you take, Travis Etienne or Brees Hall?
2: I'm taking – neither
1: etn neither catch passes <laughs> oh, no.
2: in a nose roll
1: hey there you go wow that's big that's how much that's how down dylan is on Brees hall though and i'm not i'm see i'm not draft like if i were to draft Brees hall and, and like looking at the adp and you i'm sure you guys all have it pulled up as well you look at his adps being drafted in ppr leagues 53rd overall ahead of like i'm waiting I, i'm already going to be waiting on my quarterback i would take kyler murray over Brees hall i would take Uh, I would take Brandon Cooks over Brees Hall. I would take Hollywood Brown over Brees Hall. Joe Burrow over Brees Hall. We're looking uh, probably around this. So RB28 is Miles Sanders. I would start considering Brees Hall over Miles Sanders. That's where I would, uh, not even that, really. Mm -hmm. I'm dropping him even, I I think I'd drop him even more. The next running back is RB29 and it's Devin Singletary. That's the line. RB29 for, for, for uh, Breeze Hall,
0: it's too far. Yep. I think it's too far. Nope. I think
1: it's too far. Nope. Off potential. So, but so I remember. So I, I was looking back last year. I did some research here to try and determine where Javante Williams was drafted last year because he was the guy that everyone yeah, was very go. high on. What? Let's go. What? And yeah. So Javante <laughs> Williams last year was being drafted. Let's, let's see. Him, yeah. Where is Javante Williams at? He's so far down. Is he that far down?
2: Wait a second. Hold up. Last Hold year. Up. Yeah.
1: See, last Williams year. ADP fr-
2: you got screwed with Trey sermon. You'll get screwed. Javonte, with okay.
1: Here it is. Javante Williams was taken as the RB 24 last year. So right as right where Brees hall is going now is where Javante Williams got drafted last year, which is fair to like, to, to play devil's advocate here. And and I know Aaron's probably watching this. Oh, why are you doing? Why are you going back to play devil's advocate? You're you might get that same type of season as as what Javante Williams had this year, because you're going to have a Melvin Gordon type situation where Michael Carter is going to get touches, maybe better touches than more touches than, than what Brees Hall gets. And you're hoping that you just give Brees Hall the shot because you know, once Brees Hall gets it, he's
2: going to take over. But again, we don't know. (sighs) I'm I'm angry that's not a good comparison Melvin Gordon's uh, old like I know he still get got his carries and stuff this is not a comparison here and I think Aaron would agree with me if he's listening wherever you may be Um, I I think looking at the two they're two young running backs they're both getting touches this is more of a James Robinson Travis Etienne situation where they're two young running backs we don't know oh, how that looks yeah we don't know we don't how, know how looks. that looks <laughs> we don't know how it looks it's not it's not it's, it's scary but um yeah. you get you get a young running back and then you get a rookie running back both of them should still get their runs they invested a pretty solid draft capital in michael carter as well so i think they're both going to get run and it's going to be a split backfield based on how they want to draw it up over there with robert Salah and company okay all
1: right what's let's, okay. let's cap this okay. off aj finish us off and give us your last uh, player to avoid.
0: Players. <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I didn't. No, that's cool. didn't, I know. I You I'm didn't just, have really just... much on your third player, so I was like, you know what, we'll just kill yeah, yeah, yeah. it here. Two, no 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 no, 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 no,
0: no. You you'll, you'll see where I'm at. You'll see what I'm getting at. Here. Oh, oh, that. Um, oh, I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, you know what? You know what? Ooh, the floor is it's cool. Yours. It's cool. Appreciate it. So it's going to hurt my heart to say these things much like it did the last time, but not for the same reason, it's because this is a talented player who's on the opposite side of another talented player. And I'm worried about drafting just about either one of them at either of their ADPs. And that is the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers. We will start with DK Metcalf, who is going like 45th overall right now. I think wide receiver 15 great physical, athletic, fast specimen. But as we all know, they lost Russell Wilson. Uh, what I mess up? Why you got that
2: face? Shit. Dylan, are you there? Yeah. I can't hear AJ. I'm, in, I'm present. Why can't you hear AJ? Oh. I can hear AJ. Headphone side. Oh, well. Proceed.
1: Good Lord. <laughs> sorry, I'm so oh, sorry. Man, sorry, sorry, blowing. sorry, sorry. I was flowing.
0: Oh, <laughs> DK Metcalf uh, being taken as a wide receiver so 15 sorry. around around the 80 feet 45 overall. Uh, fast, physical talented gifted all those things but of course as we know they lost russell wilson they are now either going to have drew lock or geno smith either one of those names pick it out a hat and is a serviceable serviceable massive downgrade and i think that's going to affect a guy like dk metcalf who honestly needs a lot of touchdown production to see himself succeed he's got 32 touchdowns over his first three seasons and that's where he does his damage Nine out of 12 games last year, D.K. Metcalf scored below 12.1 points with Russell Wilson. Over the last two seasons, to talk about his other player, Tyler Lockett, on the other side, they have had almost a nearly identical target share, and Tyler Lockett has actually outscored D.K. Metcalf over the last two seasons. The problem with that being, and everybody who plays fantasy football agrees, Tyler Lockett is one of the most inconsistent and hard to predict uh, wide receivers in the league. His other specialty was his deep ball. Now, some people may argue, well, Drew Locke has a very strong arm, but he doesn't have as great accuracy. Over the la- In 2020, the last time he played enough games to mm-hmm. be um, assessed, so to speak, he had a 27% uh, accuracy rating on deep ball percentage. DK Metcalf loves big plays. Tyler Lockett is a deep threat. Without that there, I don't know if these guys are going to be as efficient as they need to be with the Drew Locke. To give you what you, the return and the value that you were looking for at these people. Now maybe Tyler Lockett, because he's like wide receiver forty. So like I get that, I understand that. But even still, that's kind of high up when you're talking about having three receivers. The other thing too, and uh, last point that I really have, and this is a smaller point, it's kind of like a just add in. Noah Fant came over with Drew Lock, a guy that he has rapport with, and probably their best tight end that the Seahawks have had since Jimmy Graham was there. After Jimmy Graham was good. So like, there's going to be more targets. It's not just these two receivers that are looking at getting the ball. There's going to be other targets to be shared. So definitely DK Metcalf. I would be slow to take him at his ADP title Lockett, You really have to look at what's around him and decide if that's the route you want to go. And even still, we're talking about two good receivers on a really bad offense. And uh, that worries me a little bit.
1: Let me ask you something. Let me throw this at you here real quick. So last season when DK Metcalf had, Geno Smith as his quarterback. He finished, uh, with 10 points. He finished with 17 points and he finished with 22 points. Jacksonville, New Orleans, Pittsburgh. (laughs) So uh, that's two good defenses. Two of the three, two of the three game. I mean, that's, that's good. Then he had the Mm -hmm. bye week and then against green Bay, he had five and finished off the season. So, and I, I get, I get where you're coming from with this and, to me, the worry, the worry for DK there is he had, half of his games were considered poor games in terms of consistency. And yes. now you add in the fact that you have drew Locke and Geno Smith there for a longer period of time. I mean, that, that, that is wor- that is worrisome for a DK Metcalf. And I mean, that's, that's, so that's nine games, where he had less than eight points and where you're drafting DK, you're still drafting DK. I don't, I don't want to say similar to where he was last year, but I feel like where you're drafting DK this year as the 43rd player off the board, wide receiver 15 That's similar to where you were drafting him last year.
0: Yeah. And, and, and despite like, I mean, when you look back at his season as a whole, like, all right, DK, he, you know, he did his thing in some games and some weeks where you needed it, you know, like, like, damn it. I need DK to show up this week. Those were some of the weeks that you'd get it. But like when you look at DK and what you expect from him, There were a lot of people that weren't happy with what DK Metcalf did for fantasy last season. So, and that's with Russell Wilson (laughs) to do it with Drew lock. I I just, I I can't trust it. This would be one of those seasons where I'd be like, you know what you have them, you know, if you're correct on them, I wish you all the best until the championship round where I whoop your ass because you had DK with drew lock, but uh, I'll let somebody else deal with that headache and I'll go another route. I'd rather take a flyer, Or or a big shot on somebody else that might have a better season with an up and coming quarterback or another year in and have learned the game a little bit better. So that's my take on a DK Metcalf at
2: wide receiver fifteen. Dylan apparently really disagrees. I I sat back and listened to this long enough. Um, I'm gonna chime (laughs) in here and give my two cents. And you know you look at Geno's East or Geno Smith, whatever you want to call him, um, whether he's a pizza joint Chicago or a quarterback, who knows? He's not good at anything. So um, looking at him. I I mean, I don't I don't care who the quarterback is to be honest. Drew Locke in in Denver, he still put up good fantasy numbers for some wide receivers there. Cortland Sutton wasn't awful. Like there were people who actually played well on that team, all right. So I don't hate. I'm not staying away because the quarterback. If Russell Wilson was still there, I'm staying away from both guys, and strictly because you don't know which one's going off. I'm serious. I don't hate it, bro. I'm done, bro. Stop right here. What are you talking about? Let me get my take in here, okay? When I don't care who the quarterback is, there's so much inconsistency with those two wide receivers year after year. Someone gets 27, the other one gets eight. You'll get completely screwed. And that's how it is every single year with those two. I've stayed away my entire time. You'll get a 48 point night from Lockett. You'll be on cloud nine. And then he'll just piss down his leg the next week. I don't care who the quarterback is because I saw it with Wilson and it's not getting any better with the other two. Vincent. How dare you? What? How dare you? What?
1: What? I'm going to throw this right back in your stupid face. Last week on this show on Monday, you were talking about how you're going to take, you're going to start Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You're going to be able I didn't to take, say those two names. You, 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 brought, you, you brought it up, did you not? I said I would, I said I would start, him. start oh, that was you. I said I was would start you. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I have Hunt the in stupid face together. now. I have the stupid yeah. face. Proceed, AJ.
0: Oh, I have nothing. I mean, once he, just, once he said he would stay away from them because of Why? Russell Wilson and not Drew Locke, it's pointless to argue. Like why? Yeah, for that, what reason? Because no, clearly nothing is like you, you chose your left and right side of your mouth to speak out of, bro. Like how, like in what world would you rather? You, what do you mean? How, bro? That's how they, that's how they get their points. The quarterback throwing them the ball. I get that's that. how they get their points. That's how their value is even remotely equalized to what they're supposed to yeah. do. If you were going to sit here and tell me that Russell Wilson Being there is not enough for you because there's an inconsistency. You want to know the consistency you will have with the Drew Locke or a Geno Smith? Sadness, suffering, underperformance. That's what you're going to see with them. If you want consistency, that's where it's going to be. Don't sit here and tell me that you would stay away because of Russell Wilson and not not Drew Locke and Geno Smith.
2: Because of Russell Wilson, I'm saying I'd stay away because of their situation. Those two have been together every year in the league. When Russell Wilson's hot, everybody wants both. When Russell Wilson hits his mid, mid-year fall off that he usually has, where is he's not being an MVP candidate for a few weeks, that's when it's teeter-totter, teeter-totter with the other guys. And that's what you're going to get for an entire year with Drew Locke and Geno Smith is teeter-totter, teeter-totter. You don't know which one's going off. And I, that's why I'm avoiding them. With
1: your Russell Wilson talk, I think that's like I would take one of them in the Russell Wilson teeter totter, because I know that even when you're tottering, I don't think it's going to be that it wasn't that bad with, with DK or Tyler Lockett. And then when you were teetering and you were going all the way up, it was, it was you beautiful. got, you won beautiful. your weeks because those, those matches. But I, I think with the, with the drew log and I really, it's not even necessarily about the talent of DK. And I, I hope his ADP drops. I, I feel like he's one of those guys who will also drop as we get closer to the season, when we figure out who's going to be the quarterback, Right now, he's going over over guys that I just don't know if I'd take him over. And one of them is a person that we talked about on our Dynasty show or on our Burning Questions show on Wednesday. AJ, you were not there. Terry McLaurin. He's going over Terry McLaurin. We talked about Terry McLaurin dynasty value, redraft value. He's got Carson Wentz for this year, maybe for a full year. Hopefully, if uh, we'd assume a full year. Would you take Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin over DK and drew Locke
0: or Geno smith well you're going to call me the carson lover anyway so i would i don't it's think it's more, close
1: i, I don't yeah. i don't think it's close to be honest like, i think that yeah
0: because because the, the question about carson wentz isn't about making plays on the field in the middle of the season it's about being clutch and getting over the hump and getting the job complete so during the game carson wentz is going to find his guy and terry is just too talented of a receiver to really think that it's not going to be as good Drew Locke has a long way to go, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it. I just don't, I don't see, I don't
0: see, I don't. So he's not even pick. close. Were you saying the other side, or are you saying? My side? I don't
1: think it's that close as in as in I would take Terry McLaurin over over DK any day. Just because I know I, I know that McLaurin is going to be a safer pick than DK. I guess at this point, we'll. well I'm sure we're going to talk about this plenty uh, in the future, but like the, the, whether you go safety or whether you take a shot depends on roster construction. But I think I would much rather take Terry McLaurin, uh, than DK Metcalf. Although last season, Terry McLaurin, 71% of his games were bad. 71% of Terry McLaurin's games were bad last year.
0: So that's, you're taking Tyler Heineke or are you taking? That's true. That's true. That's true.
1: Dylan,
2: go ahead. Finish us off. Thank you. Uh, back to the locket thing. Um, Going week by week, right? Lock at week one, 26, Metcalf 16. That was a good one. 31 to 11. 7 to 22. 6 to 16. 10 to 26. 5 to 11. 3 to 17. 26 to 22, they both went off. Congrats. First time all year. Maybe week one, you argue. 4 to 5. 15 to 7. 12 to to 2 19 to 11 27 to 12 12 to 32 27 to 10
0: you're just rattling off numbers at this point every yeah, other i mean every, i would like, love to, to when one went well I'd, the other. I'd love to know some context i'd love to know Meet what the situations week. were around them that would like that to know who was to who.
2: metcalf every week last year yeah yeah,
0: So, and I, and I get it. I understand that the, you know, the way that they played in Seattle, the way that Russell was a big play threat, it's very hard to sustain two guys when it's deep ball patterns. It's not going to be the same when it comes to Drew Lock and Geno Smith. One, because they're going to have a different style of play and a different scheme of offense going on. And two, because there's not going to be the level of consistency and talent coming from a Drew Lock or a Geno Smith. You might see a lot of those 12 to 14 games from both of them.
1: I think I also, they like, if you're getting a, a teeter-totter like that, where it's 50-50, like, so 50% of the games, DK Metcalf is going to be great and give that quality type of performance. I will, I will gladly take that. Cause if you look at if so you basically laid it out to where 50% of DK or Tyler Lockett's games are
2: quality to great starts. Except for D- DK has better quality, better, more quality than, there, like
1: there that. are guys in the top ten for wide receivers that did not even come close to a fifty percent in the in that consistency chart. So I will gladly take someone who can be at least fifty. It's it's, it's it sucks. You
2: get a six and a four, and then you're like, I got to sit it, this guy, and then he drops thirty. It, no. it does
1: suck. I think but when that's you look not at, true. DK, I think when you look at DK, and this will it's kind true. of tie it all and wrap it up though, is that where you're drafting him, and who and again, we're going to talk about this in much greater length as, this, as our fantasy talk continues, but it's about roster construction. And if you're drafting a guy like DK, where, you know, it's going to be boom or bust, you want a safer wide receiver to pair him up with whether that be, if you go wide receiver early in the, in the draft, like a Devonte Adams or uh, a Stephon Diggs, you get, get someone, uh, Justin Jefferson, someone, someone safe. You can then take your shot on your wide receiver two, burning you like that. Then if you are relying on DK Metcalf to be your wide receiver one, that that is where I think we stand on DK Metcalf. Uh, Dylan, would you, would you rather DK Metcalf or not taking Michael Pittman, Jr. Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf or Mike Williams, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf or Amon Ross, St. Brown amandra wow D- dk metcalf or alan robinson
2: i like the offense better give me Allen robinson
1: dk metcalf or hunter renfro now we're now just playing how low can you go dk metcalf or hunter renfro
2: i'm getting more consistency with renfro third down guys i also
0: down. would have taken renfro too. just be i mean like but then again there's less targets to go for renfro this year too yeah Fine. so I, that's a
1: so okay let's just let's keep this
0: trade let's see That's where the tough, line is yeah. for
1: this because this is going to be funny this is going to be great uh dk metcalf or darnell mooney
2: i like mooney as the one dk metcalf or Devonte smith Devonte smith dk
1: metcalf or traylon burks
2: where's he at green where'd he go he is Tennessee He's in tennessee, tennessee.
0: He's, He's the new good. AJ
2: Brown. Correct. I like Treylon. I'm done with you, bro. I'm Stop. No, I I'm <laughs> not taking DK Metcalf. Keep going though. DK DK Metcalf or Chase Claypool? See, Claypool's up and down too. I'd take the talent in Metcalf. DK Metcalf or Christian Kirk? <sighs> I think Kirk has upside. DK Metcalf or Chris Olave?
0: why why are we i mean why are you even
2: entertaining him Depends on michael, <laughs> if, hey, if michael thomas is healthy on draft day i'm taking dk metcalf
1: so right now right now you are taking dk metcalf as the wide receiver 40 49 range you're taking him as roughly the wide receiver 50 of drafts yep.
2: and lock it even further down right wow it's ridiculous by the that's way that's not even fl- that that Wow! No, I'm fine. I'm fine because those I mean, five, six point weeks aren't going to lose me weeks. I'd rather have I a Hunter Renfro see. ten than a number four from freaking DK Metcalf.
0: And hope that you get a DK Metcalf twenty-two from Hunter Renfro in week fourteen. Hope with yeah, Devontae can. Adams and Darren Waller. Yeah, let's start. Let's let's end this, this before we two get
1: take it, it off the air about.
2: because of.
1: I like your, I like your, you have valid points with the DK Metcalf and and I do tend to avoid players where I don't know, like, I don't, I don't want to be, you guys know me very well, been together for a very long time doing this show. You guys know how emotional I am when it comes to just about everything in my life. I don't, I (laughs) stay away from guys like DK Metcalf at at a certain point. Obviously I draft them. not completely stupid, Uh, but I do at their ADP when I see them pop up as like the next best player available. I'm like, I don't know if I really want DK Metcalf just because I do get emotional. And that's one of the things that buries me in fantasy football. That's why I, only, I do not have many championships to my name, but this year will be different. I hope, uh, I hope because we're talking fantasy a lot more, it'll help me out. Uh, and but Aaron that doesn't though for another last year. It didn't last year. Although I, 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 I made a dramatic comeback after going like, zero and four. Okay.
0: sure you did. I almost did. made
1: the playoffs. Okay. But, At least I wasn't (laughs) Dylan in last place. I digress. That does it for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back again live Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I will tease this on Friday. We will have a very special Fun and Games Friday show where we'll be doing all. It'll be a Fun and Games Friday show from start to finish. And we will have a huge announcement on that show, you're not going to want to miss that. You're not going to want to miss Wednesday's show. So tune in live at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, at the SAC City Podcast. For your boy, AJ Johnson. For the smoothest voice in sports casting. oh, Dylan Kearns. <sighs> I am me. We will see you Wednesday. Peace out. Bye. Clown.
0: call it sack lunch nom, 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 nom. thanks for listening to the Sac city podcast you made it this far so you must have liked that show if you did go ahead and think of two people you can share this episode with we can never have too many people in the city so don't forget to hit that follow button Sac city population one more